Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Zero to Hear podcast. I am your host, Denny Duma. Producer Carl's here with me. He's got a great beard. Tonight on the show, country. You guys know I love country music. I talk about country music all the time. You know I love it. Uh, country star Jojo Mason is in the house. We kind of chat everything from like behind the scenes, country music industry to his beginning in country music, which is not like a lot of other singers. He didn't really know he was going to be a singer, which is kind of cool to hear uh, his beginnings and uh, what he's up to for 2019, including a show in Vancouver on July 20th. So check him out on Instagram, Jojo Music, and his website to find out tour dates. This guy is wicked. I think he's on the verge of blowing up because he's got a wicked, awesome voice. Uh, Check him out. Hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Dude, I'm so I'm so pumped. <laughs> Even just for my last 15 minutes, I'm pumped. Yeah, boy. Uh, my man is doing big things, and I'm excited about it. I'm trying. Jojo Mason's in the house. How y'all doing? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing I guess well, when man. I say y'all, I'm not sure what to do. Um, <laughs> it's like my first interview, so I don't do my hands. And That's no interview. <laughs> it's a beer interview, I guess. I like it. Just a beer meetup. I like it. I might need to have another one, too. Yeah, I was just f- saying. We got a few more in the fridge. Sweetness. <laughs> Okay, I do want to ask you about Jax. Hit me, man. So, Jojo and I, not that we know each other that well, but you worked mostly with my brother at uh, Jax Pub in Surrey. That's right. What the hell happened? That then? shit went in flames, man. That shit went up. Um, so let me tell you what I know, and then you fill yeah, in the missing, the <laughs> missing pieces. That. Let's do that. Okay. So all I really know is, don't lie to me. Let's. I think it was April 11th. Like okay. a, it was a week and a half ago. Yeah. Let's say. <laughs> my older brother runs the liquor store next door to this pub now this is a pub that my dad used to own that doesn't he's not on anymore apparently there was some sort of explosion at like 3 a.m uh there was quote unquote i've heard a witness who saw a man running off in flames from the explosion <laughs> again this is all speculation uh, things that i've heard so uh-huh. you correct me if no, you've heard man, other things you're nailing it right now <laughs> <laughs> so explosion pub goes up in flames google pictures of it jack's pub in surrey because it is a mess it's in it doesn't have a roof it's gone it's, man. it's gone it's a sh- literally a shell an hour later a suspicious <laughs> man <laughs> checks himself into the hospital with severe burn wounds and now is in critical condition the only person in the lower mainland to check himself in <laughs> for severe burns <laughs> And now, okay, let's talk about this for a minute because I don't, I, I, it's not funny, but I mean, uh, it's a little bit, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny because when, when you almost, you almost feel bad for, for people like that, I guess. I mean, okay. So here's what I heard. It was I, like, I, I feel bad when people are in such dire situations that they have to resort was, to this type of thing. Right? Well, that's it, man. And if you get to that point where where you know you're so desperate like what went wrong where did you go wrong in your world and what can't you fix i don't know man i've always i've been brought up to to believe that no matter no matter what problem or what whatever you're going through there's always there's always a way back you know there's always always there's always a way to fix your wrong to right your wrong there's 
There's always a way. Now... It takes humility, though, and a lot of people don't have that. Most people don't have that. Yeah. Most people don't. To be able to admit that you're wrong or to be able to admit that you weren't the best version of whatever it was you were trying to do at the time is hard. It's hard for like myself included. God, I'm, I'm bad at it. Obviously work in progress, but, um, and that's the, yeah, that's the sad thing, man. I've talked to a couple of people that used to work there as well. And, uh, and it's not that we saw it coming, but kind of like, I kind of called it. I didn't think it was going to be this crazy. Cause if you're going to burn down your building to get some sort of insurance claim again, just speculation. I don't know anything, but if that's the, if that's the motive, if that's the case, uh, you do it right. (laughs) See, that was my first thought is that again, I don't know exactly if this is arson or not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, making some assumptions based on the information that I've heard. But if that is the choice that you go, so I'm assuming there was some sort of list made. This is, this is how my logical mind would work. Some sort of list. How do I get myself out of this situation? At the very bottom of the list would be criminal activity for me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> but would, if it, that, would it be though? Let me ask you. Let me ask you. If, if somebody had come to you and said, listen, I, man, your shit is going You're right. down. You're right. Now. I'm not putting myself in that situation. I'm thinking in my current situation, right. as I live right now, right. would I resort to criminal activity? Could I see myself doing that? Absolutely not. Like, no, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. In that situation, haven't thought about it, nor do I want to put myself in that situation. But I would assume if that's my decision to go with explosives. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I probably wouldn't be the one inside the no, building at the time no, of ignition. No, that's, that's what I was trying to get. Like, there has to be a more detailed idea. Like you got to watch movies like Ocean's Eleven, where there's a big, there's a big plan. It takes six nine months to plan these types of crazy heists of casinos and stuff like that, right? And I think that's why it went down the way that it did, was because. It was just like a switch. There or a was no, I don't think there really was a plan. I think, and, and again, if all on speculation, but the relationship that, that I've created with, um, said victim or what's the other word for victim when you actually did it. <laughs> Accused. Um, I don't know. <laughs> suspect. The suspect. <laughs> thank you. Um, goddamn, I'm starting to think about the suspect and victim. I forgot what I was going to say, um, <clears throat> If you take, if you, ah, shit, I lost it, man. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm so, I I just feel like knowing, knowing some sort of reason. Well, knowing knowing what I know of the guy um, who's the, all right, now I'm back. The accused. Knowing what I know of the accused, um, uh, he was in a rough spot Mm -hmm. mentally um, from the get go. I think he just, he was overwhelmed. He was still working his other job as well. Um, while still ending up late nights at, at the pub. And so he doing that for a certain amount of time. I know you, I know, you know, it can take a toll on you, um, to the point of arson. No. However, um, he had so many, so many personal issues that were, that were going on. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. Um, but like I, he, I get it. Obviously Mm -hmm. I don't, 
condone it. And I would never, ever put myself in that position just like yourself. Um, but to become, he was, he was a desperate man, I think. And he had been for a long time. I think he probably just reached his break, breaking point. And again, like if you were going to, if you were going to sit down and you're in this position, somebody like yourself, somebody like myself, I'm assuming Carl ain't crazy. Um, <laughs> it would just be, it you would make a list. Okay. So this is the problem that I'm in. This A, B, C, D, E, F, G is how I get out of the problem. For us, nowhere on it says blow the place up. But if somebody's in his ear being like, dude, insurance claim. If there's a mysterious fire that happens, I would have hired somebody uh, to do it. If I were to do it again. I would never because I got too much going on in my life. I've never, ever been that desperate, nor will I ever put myself in a position where I will ever be that desperate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people do irrational things when, when, when they are desperate, right? You see it all the time. I think that's a pretty important thing to <clears throat> even just point out is that you never know what someone else is going through behind closed doors. That's it, man. Personal life, financially, whatever it may be. It's easy for us to look at it from the events that actually occurred yeah. and poke fun at it. Cause it's you're, you're living good, man. I'm living good. Exactly. Carl's got a sweet beard. So, you know, he's living good. Right. So, you know, most guests comment on Carl's beard. It's, it's that it's, good. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's not too fluffy. <laughs> it's not too tight. You know who it reminds me of? Talk to me. Don't ruin it for me. Con- country singer. Luke Combs. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's the name? Luke, Luke Combs. Combs. Okay, hold on. Before you Google Luke Combs, yeah. um, you are the complete opposite of what Luke Combs looks like, <laughs> minus the beard. Just the beard. Yeah. Is this kind of like it sticks out? It's like it's full. It's full. <clears throat> also, you look nothing like Luke Combs. <laughs> so if you're going for that reference, <laughs> he's actually gonna look it up. Are you looking him up? Beard. He's. Oh yeah, he's, just, the, just the beard, eh? Just the beard. He's in my top five country singers right now. He's the best. He's so good. I saw him at Commodore oh, no, last didn't. April. Yeah, man. I didn't go to the show. One but, of, if not the oh. best concerts I've been to, and I've been to it a lot. Guess what I'm doing next week? Talk to me, man. Stagecoach. You're not. Yep. I'm leaving on Friday. And Luke Combs play. I think he's Friday. Oh, man. So he might be Saturday night. Who cares? You're going the whole weekend, aren't you? Yes, sir. Wow. Two of my favorite guys right now are there. So I had to go. Luke Combs and? Kane Brown. You like Kane Brown too. Love Kane Brown. Awesome. So good. I also have uh, a lot of a lot of love for Kane Brown too. Um Do you know him? I don't know him. Okay. Never met him. Always wanted to meet him. Um because he's another brother doing what I'm trying to do, you know? And that's not a a, a subject that has ever really I mean, it's been brought up a couple of times, but and I've been asked about it. How do you feel being a black a black man in, in country music. And I say, well, only half of me is upset because my mom's white. So <laughs> I, I redirect the, so I don't have to engage in that conversation. If you'd like to have that conversation, we can absolutely have that conversation, but I love what Kane Brown's doing. He doesn't even let it phase him. He, he takes stuff like that. Have you ever heard of a girl named Mickey Guyton? No. Check her out too. She's in, okay. she's, she's a, a, a black lady. Um, Black lady who's who's singing as well, and and she's making names for herself. She's doing great things. She had a a hit on the radio uh, last year, year before. I can't remember, um, but she's doing her thing. But that, there's another example of 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 a colored 
uh, person that is not even remotely letting their what their appearance is affect how they impact, you know, how they impact the 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 industry that they're in. What I love about Kane Brown is that the music is really good. It's so good. The music is fire, man. Every song this guy touches is just awesome. So you take a you combine the really good music with apparently he's a really nice dude too with his personality and you, and you make magic and that's, and that's what it is. It just so happens to be that his good music and his sound is, is working right now mm. and it works for him. And I love that it works for him. Um, I was going to, I was, I was tiptoeing around the idea of asking you and it was more from a purpose or from a concept of like, <clears throat> Country music is not very diverse. No, it's, it's not. A lot of white people, predominantly, yeah, that grew up in the South. That's right. That sing about trucks and beer, which I really like. I like those things too. But there's a lot of wicked singers. But what's what? I guess was there kind of a <clears throat> was there any border to get through, or is it just like whatever? It's an is it an accepting industry. I don't. I don't know. It. Because like it very much so is, but did Ru- Rucker crack the barrier? I th- it was uh, uh, it wasn't Darius Rucker. It wasn't because he's fairly new too, right? Because he was like he wasn't country when he started music. It was he was Hootie. It's Hootie. Yeah, it's Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, who really who who was really the only uh, the only black man that that pushed back, especially back in the day, was Charlie Pride. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know much about Charlie Pride. I'm don't know his entire story, but I know that, you know, even with the success that he had, he still wasn't accepted as one of one of them, mm. you know, accepted in, in the group. Um, he still put out smash after smash and people, you know, people came to watch, but um, that was back in the segregation days when, you know, black people over here, white people over here, yeah. a little section over here for the brothers and the sisters over here and, and, and everybody else over here. So um, Charlie really, Charlie pride was really the, the guy, the pioneer to say that like, yeah, I just like music. I like good music. And this is what I'm putting out. doesn't hit, just because it's country music doesn't mean I can't do it. Um, and then Darius came out with a song that, uh, that he took from old crow medicine show. Do you know about that? Old Crow wrote that song and everything. So no. Wagon Which Wheel. Song? Wagon Wheel. Really? Old Crow Medicine Show wrote that. I was that obsessed with Darius Record for like two years. Do you know he wrote that it's song? So with, uh, Old Crow Medicine Show wrote that with was Bob Dylan, I think. Really? I think Bob Dylan wrote the chorus and and the first verse or something something like that. And Old Crow Medicine Show wrote the rest and, and released it. Darius heard it, covered it, and it exploded. So he went from Hootie and the Blowfish to Darius, Darius Rucker. Like the Darius Rucker, you know, um, like just like that with that song. Once it hit, it hit, it hit man, and it hit hard. I, I, up until this year, I had that song in every show that I did. You sang it? I sang it. I love that <laughs> song, man. It's a good song. The only reason why I took it out was because I've used it for three years. Oh, <laughs> I got a switch time to switch it up. So, um, so we had to switch it up, but. Darius was really, really influential for me, not because he's black, just because his music was good. Totally. And that was, that was for me, that was the biggest thing that, um, that I, I, when I started, when I got into this industry, um, that's what I wanted to do. If the music is good, people will listen. If it's not good, 
I am the farthest thing from somebody that's going to bust out the race car. It's because I'm black. No, it's not. It's because the music sucks compared to this guy <laughs> over here. That's it. If I'm not good enough, don't play my stuff. Simple. If you don't like it, don't play it. Don't listen to it. Fine. Um, Is Future your newest song? Future's my newest one. Really good song. It's not bad, way. right? Yeah. It's a good jam. 1.5 million views on Spotify. Listens on Spotify. Hey, <clears throat> 1.5 now? 1.4. 1. 1. I'll take five, man. Let's just leave it at five. Because maybe tomorrow it might be five. Who knows? Rounding up. Um, that's cool, man. Um, I, Isn't I, it fucking crazy to think about those numbers? It's a I, lot of listens. You know what's crazy, dude? Let me show you this. So I... This was this was one of the coolest things that I've, I've ever experienced in my life being in this industry is being able to when I first released Future, Spotify does this thing with uh, with the artist. Um, they give you real time updates cool. um, okay. every you know, if somebody listens to it, ding, pop up every ding. listen for the first for the first like week just to okay. see how it does it for yeah. the first two weeks. So every two minutes I was like. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we got we got a thousand now. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, thousand and one, <laughs> thousand and two. Like it was crazy. But check this out. You can keep you can keep stats on on your song. So check this out. So right now, um, because Future has kind of done its thing, this is all time streams for Future. Um, last twenty four hours, seven days, and consistently for really for months, man, for months. I uh, it was. It was streaming like 10,000 times a day. And I'm sitting there like, who's <laughs> who? How long has yeah. it been out? It's been out since October. October that, 7th, man. Is yeah. it that long? I didn't yeah, know it was man. that long. Okay. JRFM JR is, is, has been supportive from the get-go. They've been so good. Um, and they just recently added it a couple of months ago. So they've just been blasting the hell out of it. And, and it's, been, it's been so rad. It's been so cool to see. Um, actually, funny enough, today, um, I was I was dri- driving to to my my voice coach's house. I, I, every Tuesday, I go to my see my voice coach, my voice vocal coach, and um, and uh, I was on the way, and all of a sudden, future comes on. I took my headphones out, I put them down, I turned the radio up, man, and I sat there, and I'm just thinking, like, this is sweet. Like, this is probably still man it's been a couple years and they've been again jr has been unbelievably supportive throughout the since the beginning um and every every now and then i it'll come on something will come on the radio and i'll sit there and i'll just be like god how did who would have thunk man like 10 years ago there's no no fucking way i thought i'd be (laughs) sitting here and listening to myself on the radio like i don't know man it's for me i still get those really cool moments so back to back. Sorry, once let's touch. Let's touch back on the on the obstacles. Has it ever been an issue? Has anybody? No. Right now, I don't think so because nobody has. Nobody. A. People are so sensitive right now with yeah. with the way the world is. Everybody's so damn sensitive. Nobody's. Nobody likes to bring it up. Nobody likes to talk about it, which is okay with me. Yeah. For me, I'm an open book. I'm only upset half the time. Again, because my mom is white. I'm only half. I'm only half black, man. So for for me, it's it's. I, I've been I've been through. It still upsets me when somebody you know out of it out of anger calls me the n word. I hate it. Doesn't make me feel good. But I've been through it. I've been called anything you could think of that has any sort of racial connotation to it. Or, you know, did I say that right? Connotation to it. Yeah. Um. You you can anything you can think of. I've been called it negatively positively doesn't matter with the a with the er it doesn't matter 
So my philosophy on the whole thing is if I don't say it, don't say it around me kind of thing. And with the way the, way the world is today, ain't nobody going to take that risk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody wants to be a racist or nobody wants to be a, oh, he's different. So we can't, you know, can't, can't, nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody will be that guy. It's not now, not how things are now. Mm-hmm. I so, like, I haven't really experienced much. I didn't know what I was looking life. for in bringing that up. It was more just to hear your experience and see if like, I love it. Are man. there states that you don't want to go to? Cause they're still crazy. Listen, America you know? again, coming we, from Canada, in my experience, yeah. which is pretty limited, Vancouver is a super like it's diverse, diverse con- or, or city. I don't give a shit if you're Asian or totally. black or purple. Like I, like you said, if you are a good singer and you have good music, I like it. Right. The philosophy is in, in the philosophy. So the philosophy should be for, ev- excuse me, for everybody. If the product is good, it should be listened to. Hmm. If the product is good, you're going to buy it. Simple, right? If the product is good, you're going to buy it. It may not be uh, good in comparison to this guy. Or it may be good, but you got to remember who you're competing against. So if you can't compete at the highest level, then you don't deserve to be there. Regardless of your your nationality, regardless of your creed, regardless of your your religion, regardless of whatever you believe... um, if the if the music is good, it sh- it should be listened to. It should be, and that's how I that's how I feel, anyways. And when we're picking singles too, that's what it should be. Best song needs to win. Simple. Well, should be simple, right? Can you tell us what the next single is called? It's called nope. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you nothing, man. When is it next <laughs> next month? Uh, next month. So we we set a uh, we set a date. I don't know when this is gonna come out, but we set a date on it. Um, penciled in May twenty one. May 21. Um, before we leave, I'll give you a little sneak peek if you like, man. But 100%. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. May 21 is when the next one comes out. And I'm really excited about it because I, the minute I heard Future, I fell in love with that song. I didn't write it. A friend of mine wrote it. Um, but he, and, and again, I was talking to you about him. He's one of the most talented, one of the most talented human beings on the planet. Mm. The guy's about to explode. Um, and it, it, it was just one of those songs that really got me. So I was shown this song um, and I, I basically begged. I was like, can, can you, can you send this to me? Can you send this to me? Can I won't show anybody. I swear. Can you just send it to me? So they sent me the song and um, actually, I guess we, we're on a pocket to tell you whatever I want to. Can I? Yeah. Why not? So I went on tour last January with Megan Patrick and, and James Barker band and, Two of my favorite humans plus the band is like fire. All of them are the the coolest human beings on the planet. Me and Megan um, were sharing a band, but me and her became very, very close. Um, So the guy that she's dating now, his name is Mitchell, Mitchell Tampani. Um, Have you ever heard of Mitchell Tampani? Dog, you need to write this down. That sounds so familiar. His last name sounds so familiar. Drunk me? That's the one I knew. Of course. course. So, so this song exploded. Anyways, Mitchell, uh, sent Megan this song while we were on the road. It's on my, it's on my country jams. I got a country jams playlist on Spotify right now. Drunk me's on there. It should be, it should be right up at the top, man. (laughs) His next one is called alcohol. You later fire. That's on JR now, isn't it? Yeah, man. I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah, That's Mitchell. Um, so Mitchell, Megan, um, are, are like, 
just starting to date at this time, just starting to see each other. And, and, uh, and so Mitchell sends Megan the song. Says, I wrote, wrote this song. I want you to check it out. See what you think. And, and, uh, Megan's like, Joji, you gotta come, you gotta come check this out. So we go into, we go into the, the lounge area on the bus and, and she shows, shows me the song. I'm like, now give it to me, send it to me immediately. I need to listen to that right now. We, I, I wow, smash hit. I'll never show you the demo because Mitchell's like here and his version of it is dope. So nobody will ever hear it. This is which is good news. Um, I'm DMing him you, tonight. You go, you go ahead, man. I'm going to message him right now and say, this guy, don't worry about him. He's a joker. D. He's been Denny harassing D. me too. Yeah. <laughs> he forced me against my will to come on this podcast. And <laughs> no, so, uh, so I heard the song at Beg Max. Please send it to me. Say, okay. Sent it to me for months, dude, on repeat. I fell in love with the song. It, it, the words of it, the way it was sung, how it was sung, the flow of the the lyrics, how it goes. Oh, my God. The music behind it, too. Fire. So I get home from the tour. It's been about a couple of months now. And and I, I call up Megan and I say, Meg, I got, a, I got a serious question for you. This shit is like, this is real. Keep it on DL, but I want you to, I want to, I want to ask you, what do you think the chances are Mitchell would let me cut this song? She's like, oh, just one second. Let me ask him. So she asked him, he called me, he called me, you know, the next day and was like, dude, talk to my team and, and figured it all out. We would like, I would love for you to cut this, this song. And, and so I, are you, are you sure? Really? Really? (laughs) Hell yeah, man. And honestly, Mitchell's the coolest dude. He was like, hell yeah, man. I, I got you. No problem. What does cut mean? Does uh, that mean so give cut, it to you to sing? That's right. Is yeah. he allowed to also sing it or no? Uh, I'm, I'm sure if he wanted to, he could. Uh, but if he's willing to give it to another artist. He's not. He's not going to cut okay. it. He's not going to do, do anything with it. That's the thing about Nashville, too, is like, you know how many songs get written every day? Thousands of songs get written every day. And this many of them make it to the, make it to the scene. Which is sad, but... If you can get one cut by one of those guys, come on, come on, you're set, right? Um, so Mitchell, Mitchell said it was cool if I have this song, and I, I, I got off the phone. I, I had like the biggest smile on my face. I called my lady. I said, "Babe, guess who I just got off the phone with?" Mitchell said it was cool if I had this song. She's like, "I love that song too. <laughs> Great." So we were. Ex- I was excited about it. Chanel was excited about it, and and Mitchell was stoked that I was cutting his song. And Megan. She heard the first cut, the rough demo that we did, and she was like, dude, come on, man. That's so rad. So we 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 were able to we were able to uh release the song as as we did it. And I got uh uh this new guy that I'm working with named Scott Cook. One of actually he's uh he used to play in the band with Dallas. With, with Flavin Dallas. Really? Yeah, man. Um, he was a bass player, but he does mostly production now and, and artist management. And, um, but he still does a lot of production stuff. So he's killing, he was killing it for me. So he produced the, the whole, uh, record that's going to come out this year. And, and, uh, God, the guy's a beauty. The guy's a massive beauty. So we did it and he was excited and he got some more, he reached out to Mitchell's guy who, um, works at uh, Sony ATV down in, in Nashville, which is a publishing company. He gets a lot of his his songs for some artists um, up here from from down there. Just really, really cool, man. 
Okay, there. I feel like there's so many things we can go off on. Yes, there is. <clears throat> I want to hear a really quick intro of just like how you got into country music. Very, very quick. I've gotten good at this. Okay. okay. Um, I was bartending. I bet a lot of people don't know. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I've been listening to you since all it's all good came out. Yeah. How long ago is that? Four, three years ago. Three four? years. Three, four years ago. Three years. Oh my god. Something like that. Sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Um. Quick version. Okay. And go. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the clock too right now. <laughs> go. Uh, so quick version is a Christmas party that I was invited to by uh, a friend of mine. Um, she invited me to this party that her and her husband have every year and uh, walked in. Wasn't going to go. First of all, I was giving up a Friday night on you know, busy, you know, Christmas time. Right. It's going to do that. $500 a night. Glad I did. Um <laughs> So I walked into this, walked into this Christmas party, jumped on the jump, put my bag on the table, take the booze that I bought at the liquor store, Tim's liquor store, put the booze <laughs> that I bought out of Tim's, uh, kind of still standing liquors. I'll take one of those too, brother. Um, thank you, my man. No worries. Um, but I bought some moonshine. I bought some moonshine. They sold the, uh, the old smoky Tennessee moonshine at the liquor store. So I bought it and I brought it over to the house and put my bag on the table, took liquor out of the, out of the bag and. And started pouring shots because it came with a little lid with a little nozzle on it. You could pour shots. It was incredible. So I'm starting, I'm, I'm pouring all these shots. I'm having a good, everybody's having a good time through the crowd. Some guy comes up to me, says, dude, you're kidding me. I said, why don't have I met you, man? Like who can I help you kind of thing? And, uh, and he was like, dude, I got to tell you a story, man. I was writing a song earlier in the day arguing with my co-writer about a line in the song, sipping moonshine out of a jar. This guy is never, he's not a country boy. He doesn't believe that people actually sip it out of a jar. And here you are with the damn jar. <laughs> Can we take a picture and send it to this guy? I said, sure, man. Absolutely. So me and him became, became bros. We became buddies. And, and, uh, you know, closer to the end of the night, he kind of looks at me. He's like, man, it's too bad. You're not a singer. I guess at the time his publishing or his, his label that he was working with, um, he was an artist developer and a public and a producer. Um, and the label he was working with was looking for a male vocalist to, or male singer to develop and groom and make into whatever they wanted to. And he's like, dude, I've, I've been working with a lot of people who, uh, who are, are great singers, just don't have the personality that, that you have, man. It's too bad. You know, can you sing? I was like, uh, well <laughs> shit. Um, I could try. I, I I try real hard. I sing in the shower. I sing in my car. He's like, okay. <laughs> so no. Like, well, I, yeah, we'll say yes. Let's say yes. And he's all right. Kind of avoided the rest of the conversation. And, and by the end of the night, he's like, all right, man, I'll tell you what, here's my card. If you got the balls to call me, at the, uh, the tomorrow, the next day, the day after, if you got the balls to call me, I'll give you one hour of my time. I said, shit. Okay, cool. Finished the jar of moonshine. A couple of beers later, <laughs> went, went home, woke up, fully clothed, going through my stuff, <laughs> woke up on the couch, pulled out this card out of my pocket. And it's, it's this guy, this guy's card. So I text him. I said, Hey man, it's Jojo with the moonshine. Um, any chance you, uh, any chance you're still looking for a male artist to develop and maybe we could try it out? He said, sure. Sent me a- Hold on. You explained yourself as Jojo with the moonshine. Yeah. 
Brother, it's in a text message Dude, evidence. That I'll, is a I'll, great I'll, album cover name. Jojo with the moon. Jojo, Jojo with the moonshine. With the moonshine. It's too markety. It's too markety. Maybe I'll hit up old Smokey. See what they, you know, see what we can do together, you know? Um, but it was so wild, man. So I messaged him. He's like, all right, here's this, uh, here, here's a website. I'm to go to this website. Pick any, it's a karaoke website. Pick any track you want. I had to pay, I still haven't made that $1.29 back that I had to pay for the demo track, okay? So I paid $1.29 for chicken fries. So pick any song, any genre you want. I picked chicken fries by Zach Brown. So I uploaded it to the floppy drive disk whatever it is and i came over to his house he plugged it into his computer put me in the booth and and we had you know fast forward you know two years later we got four top tens and a top 20 and and we we were crushing it together that's how i got into it man that's just i i I, carl asked me the same thing i said i got lucky were you into country music at the time i loved music yeah okay um i grew up listening to paul brandt um he was one of he was one of my absolute favorites i actually had a chance to meet him recently which is which is pretty cool the last couple of years which is really cool um small town big dreams my jam brad paisley one of my absolute favorite mm-hmm. country artists for one very good reason and if you like i will share that reason with you 100 percent it's because he can do anything from alcohol to whiskey lullaby and still be taken seriously. I don't know if you've ever heard alcohol by, by uh, Brad Paisley, but it's a party song. It's just about drinking and how beer doesn't allow white people to dance very good. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I only have half that. Is that joke? It's getting old. All right. So, um, um, so yeah, man, it was, it, it was crazy. I've always loved music. I've always loved country music. I've always loved rap music. I've always loved R&B music. I grew up listening to, to, um, R. Kelly and which is sucks now. Damn you, R. Kelly. <laughs> um, but I grew up listening to R. Kelly. I grew up listening to boys to man. I grew up listening to, uh, Shania Twain. I grew up listening to Alanis Morissette. I grew up listening to absolutely anything and everybody in between, man. And, uh, and and that's that's what I've always done. I've just loved music. I've been a fan. So to have an opportunity to be in music, let alone be in country music, come on. Why not? Everybody's so nice. Everybody's so all about like what you see and what you hear about the folks in country music, the artists, the excuse me, the teams. It's all real. Everybody loves everybody, man. And everybody supports everybody. And when I was my first trip down to Nashville in 2005, this is before we even released any music. Before we even released It's All Good. Went down and, and I saw a writer's round, which was some of these writers that have written songs for major artists get together, sit on a stage, and sing the songs that they've written that you would recognize. Um, they sing them to you as a, as a writer. And very acoustic. It's super, super rad, super cool. Um, but one of the things he said was, his name's JT. One of the things JT said was, um, as competitive as this business is, and as, as much as we want ourselves to succeed, we are always in it for each other as well. And we love and want each other to succeed. Nobody's bitter or upset about anybody else's success. We all are in it together. He said, I'm having great success right now. This guy's having great success. Somebody may not be. 
but we still want the best for them and we'll do everything we can to help everybody else. And it, it, that really got me, man. So that solidified why I wanted to be in country music. Those, regardless of industry, <clears throat> music, real estate for me, the people that I think have the best reputations long-term are the people that understand that fact that there is enough business out there for everyone. That's it. There's enough listeners out there for everyone. That's it. As a country music fan, I'm not only listening to Jojo Mason. I'm not only listening to Chris Stapleton. I'm not only listening to one person. I'm listening to good shit. Totally. Regardless of who produces it. And back to what I was saying to you about the best song wins. The best song needs to win. That's Mm -hmm. why all the good songs that you love as a fan, myself included, as a fan, um, that's that's, that's why we love those songs so much. Because the best song wins. If they put up dog shit every every you know, every week or day, or if this major artist put out a terrible song, people are going to let them know. Mm. People are going to let them know. And that's what I love about this industry is that a best song wins. B we support each other like crazy, like, like crazy. I've made so many friends in this industry so far, man. Um, especially on the Canadian side too. Like so I miss so many solid relationships and I'm, I'm so proud and so blessed to, to be part of, their lives as much as they're part of my life or my life. You know what I mean? And again, that's what I love about the genre, man. It's, it's, it's interprets what I'm all about too as person. I don't know. Okay. So you had that day where you go to his studio, you sing, he obviously thinks you have something. Yeah. When was the moment where you're like, shit, I could probably do this for a living. Was it something he said that day or was it like long later? Was it, it's all good? You know what, man? Um, it's all good's fucking fire. It's dope, right? I, I love that song. <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not trying to be fanboy right, or man. just like pump your tires. Well, I appreciate it's it. It's a good, I do. It's a good song. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That was, that was one of my favorite projects. That single especially was one of my favorite projects that we did. Um, when was the first moment I realized, you know what? Let me tell you, let me tell you exactly when that moment was. I remember when exactly that moment was. It was, um, it didn't happen after. It didn't happen when things started rolling. It didn't happen, um, it didn't happen in the, within the last three years. When it happened for me was, um, was the, the day I did a, a, a demo of something to wrap my heart around. Um, we hadn't left, we, or we hadn't released any music. We, you know, this guy was just song after song. We just want to demo them, see what works, see what doesn't trial and error. Um, but I was excited and I I was at the point in my life where, um, when I, when I had met this guy where I was one of the worst versions of myself, um, I I have, I've ever been, I was, I was depressed. I I, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror without crying. Like I was, I was in a rough I was in a rough spot. Um, I hated myself. I, I, I would con- continuously just feel disgusted with myself yet make no change. Um, I, wasn't, I didn't feel like I had a way out of, of what I called my rock bottom. Um, so when I met this guy and I, and I got this opportunity, that's, that's when I knew. I feel like that's, when I, that's really when I knew. Not that I could make a living out of it because, you know, as easy, as quickly, not easy, sorry, not as easy, but as quickly as it's come, it could be taken away from you just like that. You say the wrong thing, you make the wrong impression, you do the wrong thing, gone. 
just like just as easy as it's or just as quickly as it's come. Mm. Um, but that's when I knew that I was I was I'm supposed to do something. Some I, I remember, you know, a couple of days before that Christmas party, before I even met this guy, I was sitting sitting outside and I was, I used to smoke two packs a day, you know, two packs of cigarettes a day. And I'm, I'm sitting there chain smoking. I'm sitting there by, by myself and it's finished. A, I'll probably finished a, a, a day at, at Jack's and two in the morning, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, there's gotta be more to life than this. Like there has to be, I'm not, I'm not going to go to school. There's gotta be something, please. Like somebody help. Like I need help. Somebody, something, some, send me a sign, send me something, send me, you know, there's got to be more to this. I'm I'm supposed to do more in my in my life. I'm supposed to do shit. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to do something, not just you know. I don't want to work a nine to five. I don't want to work. I want to help people. I want to I want to reach people. I want to. There's got to be something. I remember sitting there having this conversation with myself, and uh, literally a couple of days later, I met this guy at the Christmas party, and and shit just kind of started happening, falling into place. It was it was it's been the most incredible. It's been the most incredible five years, four years, five, four years. It's been the most incredible four years of my life, man. The hardest, no questions asked, mentally, emotionally, like it's a roller coaster and there's a lot of downs, but the amount in comparison to the amount of ups, it's, it's wild. So back to your question, do, when, when did I know? I, I, I knew, I knew right away. Not that I could do this for a living or anything, but that I knew that I was supposed to do something else. Um, and this was it. This is what had come to me. This is what had presented itself to me literally days. And I'm coincidence, maybe fate, maybe, I don't know. Um, but it was, it was when that conversation I had with myself and it was crazy, man. Crazy. Wild, right? That's insane. It's pretty, <clears throat> dude, it's crazy. A lot of people don't believe me when I tell them like, yeah, man, I'll, I got to remember too. Like I wasn't, I'm not, a, I'm not a singer. I, well, I wasn't before this day. My dream was what I wanted to sing in my high school talent show. Never did it. Not never did it. Wouldn't do it. Didn't have the stones to do it. I remember my mom always, my mom always reminds me of this. Remember that? Remember that year that, you know, you said this was going to be the year of yes. It's going to be the year of yes. You're going to say yes to everything, anything, any opportunities that come your way. You could, you got your motorcycle license. You said yes to that, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> she talks exactly like that too. I guarantee it. Um, but she was like, this, you, you, she reminds me too. She said that year you said yes to every opportunity that came your way. Instead of saying, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. No, it's risk factor. Nah, I don't want to do that. It's wasting money. Nah, I don't want to do that. Just say yes to everything. That was probably the coolest year of my life. Want to go do this? Sure. Want to go do this? Sure. Want to try to sing country music? Sure. See what happens. Turns out I'm not the worst. So that's good news, right? Definitely not the worst. That was talk to him. That was emotional, man. It's good, right? That's good shit. Honestly, man, I. It's so good to be able to recall those like types of moments. It keeps you grounded, eh? It really does, man. Keeps you humble. Well, I I don't really think like I'm still. I'm not making tons of money. You know what I mean? I'm still working. I'm still hustling every day. I'm trying to, you know, make make contacts. I'm still trying to, you know, build my brand. I'm still working. You know, Um, and until until you hit it. Something could just take off until you hit it. Boom. Then you go. But um, 
I had Flavi on the podcast. Uh, what did he? What, what was his? <clears throat> what did he say? So one of the things I like asked him about was what's what's something that people outside of the industry that are not singers that are not musicians don't know about it. <laughs> with, Jesus, with, I mean, I, without like, question, like without me. hesitation, <laughs> he's like, "Well, we're not all rich, <laughs> dude." That's the biggest. Right? Excuse me. That's the biggest thing, man. It's not like I'm balling. You see my Mazda three out there. Well, and it costs a lot. Like costs you're traveling all the time. That's right. If you're if you break even for a summer, that's a great summer. It's a great summer. You know, um, up until. Up until last year, I've been really smart with with the money that I have made. Um, I've got it in a nice little pile over here, savings. I mean, obviously, I, I spend when I when I want to um, because I have done so well and I've saved. But listen, if I'm not playing shows, I'm not making money. If I'm not playing shows, if I'm not working, I'm not making money. I'm not. I'm not. How am I supposed? To, how am I supposed to pay the bill? You know what I mean? So, no, we're not all rich. And the, the perception is, if you're on the radio. You're rich. You're famous. <laughs> that is wrong. That is wrong. For the first two years of my career, all I wanted to do is wear sweatpants and tank tops. <laughs> Realized that's not marketable. <laughs> so I had to change things. I, I was bartending up until what, last year, two years, a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah, man. But now I'm at the point where I've done well with my money. I've saved enough that um, I've given myself a, cu- a little cushion. So, um, you know, instead of going out last year to spend, spend, spend over here, I've saved it. So now this year, um, because we're not traveling a ton this year, um, I'm able to, I'm still able to pay my bills, which is great. Um, gives me the ability to focus on a lot of things that I, that I need to focus on, that I want to focus on. It allows me to learn the business side of, of this industry a little bit more as well. Pay more attention to that instead of, you know, hiring a team to just take o- take over. What is, so I want to ask you about that side because sure. that's a lot. That's something that I think a lot of listeners have very little knowledge yeah. on. And in, with how crazy technology has come in the last 15 years, mm. it's changed so much, right? Yeah. 70s, 80s, 90s, it's make a cassette tape, right? <laughs> Produce an album, <laughs> make a cassette, sell it in AMB. Yeah, is it AMB Sound? AMB Sound. Yeah. I, remember, I bought my first Dave Chappelle DVD there. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and then you're touring. And but now touring. it's like Spotify. It's like Musical.ly, which I've never used, but a lot of kids do apparently. Apparently. I don't know music yeah. either. And you're touring and you're doing festivals. Yeah. But like, what is the marketing strategy when you're a new artist trying to create a brand, trying <sighs> to create a awareness for your music? Um... I don't really know. Like, I'm here, well, here's the, the perfect example is like, if, unless, no, no, there, there really, there's, there is no strategy. Not necessarily marketing strategy, but more like, how do you gain exposure? Obviously, you, obviously platforms, man. 40 years ago, the Beatles did not have Spotify, right? No, the Beatles hit. And that's when album sales were mad, were everything out. So the record labels, could solely rely on this artist and this like if so say they one of the big one of the big labels takes um whoever whoever the Beatles were with around that time take two or three other artists that were big and they would sell millions and millions and millions of records for eight dollars a pop ten dollars a pop right so you get the whole album gotta listen to the whole album to find that one song that you really like and and that's the game 
I grew I grew up buying CDs at HMV and, and AMB Sound, man. Same. That was that was that was what I did. So I, and I wanted to. Support. Do you remember where your first CD was? The one that I bought. Yeah, yeah I do. I paid with my very own money. Me too. <laughs> I think I was grade five. I don't. Uh, first of all, anybody who watches this, I don't need no judgment. Okay, <laughs> mine is going to be worse than yours. I don't believe you. <laughs> not for one. When, okay, so this is my money, not my mother's money that I begged for her to buy me things with saved up my own money and i bought uh the no strings attached and sync cd yes. i had that one too but that was not my first one what was your first one the uh britney spears hit me baby one more time i know that one too <laughs> shit two you're right you're i did paper route for that paper wrote it i did paper i did a paper out too but i didn't spend my money on <laughs> britney spears <laughs> <laughs> you got me beat there dude that cover you got though, me beat there dude just the photos in that front cover it was worth, I remember. It was worth the 12 worth bucks it. man oh my god yeah. worth it my friend I stole from my friend's sister no I didn't <laughs> I didn't take it that's not where I went didn't go to my house <laughs> um, yeah dude but the difference like, the difference now is is that there's um, difference now is that there's in Spotify streams there's so many more platforms and that's that's the the best and worst thing that could have happened to this to this day and age is is social media you can put a song out there on social media and somebody hears it somebody catches it boom explodes um the catch me outside girl the doctor you know she went on an episode of dr phil said catch me outside huh why why what is she? I saw by that or something like I don't know. What is, whatever she fucking said, <laughs> she said that shit, and and then all of a sudden you look at you look at and she's she's playing shows. All of a sudden she's a, she's famous. She's a celebrity. She's going and, and playing for twenty thousand, thirty thousand people in a in a what's like. I'm sitting there like, that's not best song wins. That goes against everything I <laughs> goes against everything I believe in. However, it's that that's that's the power of social media that's the power of of spotify that's the power of apple music that's the power of google play that's that 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 generation or this generation now coming up wants that instant gratification they don't want to sit down with an album listen to the whole thing front to back they got things to do whatever those things may be i'm not entirely sure but people want that instant gratification Mm -hmm. you listen when you listen to the radio commercial comes on change to the next station you got or you're on your phone or you're on your phone mm-hmm. listen to what you want in that playlist spotify has gone even so far and apple music has gone even so far to to curate playlists just by the things that you search or you listen to which is incredible so cool which yeah. is the coolest most most outrageous thing that that i that i've ever seen let alone now i'm a part of it and that's so cool for me. It, it, I mean, I'm sure I, I don't really have anything to compare it to other than my experience buying albums. But um, you hear stories of, of these guys, you know, people that have been in the business for a long time of selling millions and millions of records. And, and, and they could go to all these parties. They could get helicoptered into whatever. And they could do this. And the labels were making tons of money. Now it's, it's, it's that instant gratification. It's a game of singles. So the way the way that we did it for my first album we released it's all good then we released good kind of love then we released red dress then we released uh, right order camera we we released singles 
put them all together and then put the album out. So the album was like a two year or a year and a half or even a year of collective songs that some of them, most of them you've already heard. Some of them you've already heard. There's a few that aren't, but some of them have already been heard. So people want that instant gratification, that single. Damn, that's good. I'm the same way. When I hear a song, I play it and I only play it. That song. Maybe two or three. I play that one, two, three, one, two, three, over and over and over again. Love the hell out of them for two weeks, three weeks. On to the next one. Yeah. But by the time you're done listening to them, they have another one out. You know what I mean? So these guys, these guys are sitting there. I'm, I don't consider myself a, 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 a super, super successful artist, really. I'm, I'm building and I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get there. But um, when I see I have a million streams on Spotify for one of my songs, I'm, it blows my mind that people have listened to that a million times. I can't even count that high without <laughs> messing it up. You know what I mean? Like that's really, really cool for me. So for me to experience this as opposed to what could have been back in the day, I don't know, but the world wants instant gratification and that's such a cool, uh, a cool thing to be a part of, man. With all these platforms, yeah, Spotify, Google play, YouTube for music videos and stuff like oh. that. Do you feel pressure to put out a ton of, uh, quantity so i i always like it's an, it's an interesting conversation to have like quality versus quantity yeah are you focusing for a year on making the best 12 songs or are you putting out 50 songs in the hopes that one catches that viral uh some people do it that transition. way yeah some some people do it that way i, I don't agree with that strategy even i don't know if you listen to gary v i do yeah gary v i can't remember what the girl's name was there's like a, a new i think she was like a hip hop artist and she, her strategy was do 60 second clips of songs, release them all on Spotify. So there's like 30 or something. And then whichever ones did the best, she would produce full length songs and make it an album of 12 or whatever. Now that's not, excuse me for me. When I hear that, that's not a, a quality over quantity um, thing. That is a, that's a marketing strategy. That's her saying, what I've done is I've got, I'll take 30 of my f- songs that I've written or covers that I've done or whatever I've done. Um, I'll throw them out there. Hopefully one catches, mm-hmm. you know, you have a better chance of, of, um, you know, casting seven lines when you're fishing of catching a fish than you do with just one. Right. Obviously that's the case. However, um, I'm in a I'm in a very very fortunate spot where um, for me we focus on the project at hand. Um, nobody wants a twelve song album anymore. A lot of the like my a good friend of mine um, he's been putting out full albums, but for his entire career he's been in the game for fifteen years, or whatever, right? Fifteen twenty years, and and uh, he puts out full albums, and I love all of them. So for him, because I know him, because I've been a fan of his, I'll listen, you know? Um, and if I'm putting out a a 12 song or 10 song album, yeah. If you're a fan already, chances are you're going to listen. Um, but people want that instant gratification. If they've heard the 10 song album, they don't want to have to wait two years for you to to put out another 10 song album, work, work on another 10 songs. They don't want that. They want to hear four or five songs right now. And then within the next year, they want to hear another four or five songs or the single game where they play one, 
wait for four months, five months, put out another one, put out another one, put out another one, combine them and then put out the album. So for me, I don't know. Uh, so that's the way it's going. It's just, just more like, it's just kind of how it is. People want that. Again, that people want that instant gratification. They want mm-hmm. that, that instance that they want that instant feeling of damn, I love this song, you know, damn, I love this song instead of having to go through the full album or like I did it on much when I was watching much music pop-up video, <laughs> you know, I have to wait a whole day for my one mute song to come on, you know, my truly madly deeply by Savage Garden. I needed to watch that video. Oh, God, so, I, yeah. I used to time my day around those music <laughs> totally, video dude. countdowns, right? <laughs> totally. Top thirty or whatever. Totally, it was. man. That was back in the but that was back in the day. Right mm. now, you can go on YouTube and see any video you want. Exactly. Just like that. People need that. They don't want to wait a whole day to to hear you know to hear the Luke Combs song. They don't want to listen to JR all day as much as we want them to because. Chances are, if you're listening to JRA all day, you might hear one of my songs too. Waiting for, what's it called? It's not that game anymore. It's now instant. People want it now. People don't want to wait. So in terms of reputation, do you think, well, you can use your perspective, but do you think musicians are more excited about the opportunity, the potential of having one song go crazy with five or six bad ones? Or are they more worried about hurting their reputation with producing five or six bad songs in the hopes of having that one good one. I, I, for, well, you know what I mean? Cause well, it seems I, I like totally people are just, do. it's just a volume game. Now people are just throwing out content, dozens content, and dozens content, of songs content. every year. The game, the game is content, Yeah, but it's good content that is needed. Right. Yeah. For like, I don't ever want to put out a bad song. So if I'm promoting one as a single, um, not that you're trying to, but I'm more like the question more is directed at like when you're listening back to something that you've produced and you're like, uh, are you throwing it out there just to have stuff out there? Or you're like, nah, this is not that good. Let's work on something different or let's change it up. It really depends. Um, what's good. Totally. And that's some, right. That's different description for everyone. I've met, I've met artists that only want to, play their music you know and that's totally fine but if the music isn't in competition with luke combs or luke bryant or dallas smith or you know uh blake shelton if if it's not that good it's not going to compete it's not going to be pushed so for me um no i don't want to want i don't i don't want songs out there just so they're there you know i would rather uh, I'd rather take my time and put out quality versus quantity. Um, because again, back to my philosophy, best song needs to win. Yeah. Best song deserves to win. Best song needs to win. Whether I think it's the best song or, uh, or whether the team thinks it's the best song or whether the best song just needs to win. I'm not always right. Clearly. <laughs> my, some pe- people on my team, not always right. People that I've worked with before, not always right. Sometimes you will put out a song and you got to be prepared for it. When you're putting out, when you're putting out a song, you're not just putting out a song. You're putting out, this is who I am. This, this represents, this represents what I am. So you put out a song and, and, and it's a, a, a sheer, uh, a representation of what, what you are. So for me, I don't want to put out a song and somebody look at it and be like, wow, that is fucking bad. <laughs> like that is just dog shit. That's the the last thing that I want. However, 
haters gonna hate, man. If if you don't like my stuff, you don't have to listen. If you don't like her stuff, you don't have to listen. If you don't like his stuff, you don't have to listen. Again, back to the age of instant. You don't have to listen to my stuff on the radio. You can change the channel. Um, you don't have to listen to anybody. You know, um, it's a it's such it's a it's a messed up game, man. So for me, quality over quantity. Um, I've written songs that I thought were unbelievable. Not that good. <laughs> and then somebody but, else. But somebody who's else. making that decision? I mean, you got to believe in what you're putting out too, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's, and that's a, that's a big thing. If, if you're not buying into the product you're selling, you're either, and it's still, and it's still hitting and you're either a really good salesman or, or, or you're going to be exposed eventually. You know, I, for me, I, I'm a firm believer of the music that I put out. I love, I would want to listen to that as a consumer. Um, hopefully anyways, I mean, but if I don't like the songs, I'm not going to put it on a record. I'm not going to put it I'm not going to put it out as a single. Why, why would, if I don't like it, chances are this guy's not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Carl's got a sweet beard so he can like whatever he wants. (laughs) But chances are like, if I don't, if I hate a song and I'm just like, okay, fine, let's, you know, let's put it out. It sucks, right? That sucks. You don't, you don't want to do that. Um, the debate was up until a couple of weeks ago, um, for, for next choice of the single, um, we were debating between two. And when I say we, I see me and my team at 604, we were debating between, um, two songs. So I have a couple of key people that I, I bounce songs. With. So when we demo the songs, I'll send them to them. And, um, hopefully they, you know, they don't reject. Um, but they all have different perspectives. I send them to, uh, I'll, I'll show obviously my fiance. So I'll show her. She's one person that I get a perspective from. Um, my mother and my father-in-law as well. Um, because they know nothing about the business. They're not listening for errors in the music. They're not listening for errors. Or if they're if I send them a demo, it's they're not listening for, oh, this is missing background vocals at this part. Or, you know, this verse is... Should be a little tight, you know, they're not listening for those things. They're just a consumer. They're a fan of music. Then you send it. And then I got a couple of people that are that way. They'll pick, they'll pick it out. Change that word there. That's not a, that, don't, don't release that. Don't, don't put that out because it fits with what you're doing kind of thing. Right. Um, so I always have a couple of different opinions right now that, or not right now we've decided and we've all agreed and we're all happy with, um, the choice of, of single coming out, but it's always the debate. What song do you like and why do you like it? However, if you got two, if you got songs that you're debating between that you, you don't have a problem with either, or you love both of them. And it's just a matter of, you know, which one do you like more? That's the better position to be in. And that's Mm -hmm. the position that, you know, again, I'm not going to record a song. I don't, I haven't fallen for, especially if it's, if if it's not mine, I, I, that means something, right? If it's not my song and I haven't written that song, which believe it or not happens more than you think. Um, if I haven't written a song, I, I want, I want to make sure that if I hear it, I love this song. So I'll have a, a taste of it before I get a chance to put my own spin on it. You mentioned your team a few times. Yeah, man. For someone who does not understand the background work of a musician, right? what does the team look like? Um, it is different for everybody. Um, some people that I know are self-managed. Um, Jesus, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yep. It's, it's a lot of work. I've been fortunate enough to be, um, to have, um, a pretty solid squad. So I got, I got a booking agent 
Um, oh, excuse me. I got a booking agent. I have uh, a record label that I'm that I'm currently signed to, and um, and a management team that that are great as well. So having those pieces of your career fighting and pushing and 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 pulling and clawing tooth and nail for you are um, is, is is very important to have um, when you're getting shows booked for you. Um, I mean, listen, if I, if I'm a promoter for a show, if I'm putting on a festival, I have this X amount of dollars to spend on, on artists. Um, I want, I want it to be successful. I want people to come to play the show that, um, that know, or that have been in the industry that have, that have been so, um, boots and hearts, for example, huge festival, one of the biggest ones in Canada, most successful, um, they hire their acts about a year in a year in advance, maybe even a little bit more a year in advance, more than a year in advance, um, because they want those shows. So as a promoter, you're looking for, um, or as a, sorry, as an artist, you're looking for your team to go to the people that are putting on this festival and you're for, to pound on the door. You say, guys, I want to play. I want to play Boots and Hearts this year. Please, let's make this happen. Whatever you got to do, try to make it happen. Um, Nobody wants to hear from the artist. Imagine if I called the guy who put on Boots and Hearts and was like, hey, man, my name's Jojo. Um, I'd, really, I'd really enjoy it if, if, if I got a chance to play on your stage. It'd be super sweet. Um, okay, Jojo, well, what, well, what do you want to get paid? Hmm, what do you think is fair? You know, and that, that, would, have been the conver- that would be the conversation that I would have because I'm not, I'm not a I'm businessman. I'm not about the business. I'm learning. Um, but I'm not about the business. So when that's part of where your team comes into play is, is you need them to be the ones fighting for you and fighting for, um, fighting for shows, fighting for opportunities, fighting for, um, to get higher producers that are going to put out good music or have access to good music. Um, it, it, team, team is, is everything. And if you're, if one facet of the team struggles, everything struggles. And, and, uh, I've been very, very fortunate so far to have kind of, you know, had the team that I started with and, and they've been, they've been solid. What about band? <laughs> Band's a different story. So I <laughs> band for, for me, um, because I don't have a steady, um, for me, because I don't have a steady income of shows or sorry, mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess influx of shows mm-hmm. every year or know when that, when it's going to be guaranteed. I haven't been able to solidify um, a solid band. I have certain players I love to use and that I love to play with. Um, but what I'm doing this year, this is really, this is pretty cool actually. What I'm doing this year is I've, I've hired um, a friend of mine who plays, who plays bass. He also does a lot of production stuff. Um, he actually plays bass for Mother Mother, which is really, really cool. Um, but I've hired him to, to uh, kind of put a 60-minute set together on one session mp3 file um so when we do need it we can send it to all the when we do when i do need it to to hire musicians or i have a show coming up i'll send it to these musicians and say these are the transitions this is how the songs are going to be learn the songs and uh, i'll see you on stage kind of thing and so the majority of the time there's no rehearsal there's this is the set. Really? This is the set. This is these are the songs. You're sending the Learn music. Learn the songs. Send them the music. I, man, I played. I'll tell you, my, I played. Uh, 
what was it? Was it Boots and Hearts? I think it might have been Boots and Hearts. No, I played my one of my very first shows in Cavendish. Um, Cavendish uh, in PEI. And I met my banjo player on stage. <laughs> like he had he somebody had sent him the music. These are the songs. This is the set list. This is this is what it is. Um, and I'm and I'm and learn the songs and, and we'll be there. We'll see you there. These are the dates. Show up. Great. So I'm sitting. I remember sitting like the stages stages here and the little backstage areas here. And I'm sitting on a, a thing like this is my first show. Like, holy shit, I'm going to. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my god, my damn mind. This right is your now. first show. This is one of my first festivals, right? My okay. very first festival, and so I'm gonna lose my damn mind. Um, the banjo player and the bass player walk up to me, and I'm in my own little world, right? Like I got my, you know, I got my, my earplug in, and <laughs> trying to like, okay, so this is a song. This is what I'm gonna say in between the song. This is what I'm gonna do for this show, this part of the set, and okay, oh, oh. and I'm in my own little space trying to get myself pumped up for the show. And these two guys come over to me and they're like, hey, Jojo, what's going on? And I'm like, hey, guys, great. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no, wait, we're, we're on now. You want, you, you going to come on the stage with us? We're, we're, we're playing now. I was like, jeez. Hi, nice to meet you. Like, hey, man, I'm Jeff. I'm this person, whatever. I met them on the stage, but they had learned the songs and they killed the set. The musicians nowadays are so versatile, man, are so, 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 so incredible. And maybe they have been their whole life. I don't know. Um, but I know. So the guy that plays bass for me, um, uh, he can literally play anything. If I needed him on acoustic guitar, he could pick up an acoustic guitar and learn the whole set front to back. Like these guys are freaking it's fucking incredible, man, how they can do so much. So when it comes to a band. Sorry, I like to talk a lot. If you didn't notice, I like to Fuck, random tangents. Um, for for a band, like I like playing with certain people, of course. Um, but the, can't, I don't have enough work to have them on retainer or yeah. something like that, right? Um, I've been lucky enough to have a few people that have been very loyal, and when I need, they're there, which is great. Um, and hopefully, will benefit in the long run if if things keep going the way we want them to um but it's it's been it's been crazy there was one summer like it was last summer that i was i got some last minute shows booked but everybody else is booked so i'm like scrounging and and fighting and clawing and i actually met some jazz i, I hired uh two jazz musicians to play banjo and acoustic guitar for me for about three shows in the summertime and uh one guy's from australia like all he plays is classical guitar and all this like and uh another guy kills the banjo nerdy as hell but honestly one of the coolest guys he's got these little glasses and these little sweater vests that he wore on stage for one of the shows <laughs> dude you look great you look great and he came on stage and he slayed man so to find a band is is not hard. To find very, very good quality people isn't hard in Canada. The musicians here are, are plentiful, and they're so talented, and they're so good, and they're freaking so cool to hang with, too. You know? I was asking Flav about it, actually. Yeah. And he explained it like this. He's like, think of me as a general contractor. Think of me as totally. a plumber. This is what he said. Totally. He's like, I work with Dallas a lot. 
I have a good reputation in the industry as a, as a great drummer and people know people and they'll call me and say, totally. Hey, I need you on May 1st or totally. whatever. Are you free? Be like, yeah, we're Dallas isn't doing a show that here's week. The, so yes, here's the songs. Go learn the songs. Exactly. That's it. It's, it's crazy. It, it's bizarre, yeah. man. It's because as an outsider, bizarre. you just assume that like, Oh, this is a band. This totally. is Jojo Mason band. Totally. This is Dallas Smith band. Yeah. You will never, you will never, excuse me. Hopefully you will, but right now you will never see me on the stage with, oh, this beer's killing me right now. Um, <laughs> you'll never see me on the stage with, with the same core group, of, with the same group of people. There'll always be one or two people that are a little bit different. Um, and I don't mind that at all. I, I don't, I really don't because one of the things that I'm, I'm, I love so much about being in, in this business is, is being able to perform being able to to get on a stage. I'm good with the crowd. I love I love being part of it. You know, I love being being on, commanding the stage. There's something about it, man. And and there's no other there's no other high like it. Um do you remember where your first show was? It might have been at Rusty's. Or yeah? Jack, uh, Rusty's or Jack's. Yeah, man. What about first big show? Let's say like first big show. Not 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 necessarily big, but like a <laughs> venue that's like five hundred plus. Uh, venue nightclub. Venue. Venue nightclub. Um, actually, before that, before that, before when, when we released, it's all good. Um, I had to convince we were going to do a release party, right? We wanted to do a single release party and. We didn't know where to do it or what we were going to do for it. So we did it at the, at the Roxy. And so I had to convince the guy that I was working for or working with. So I had to convince him to let me play a show there. The cost was going to be, you know, what, however much the money that we're going to get paid needs to go to the band and yada, yada, yada. We'll do it for as cheap as possible. Um, but if you can promise me, that you're going to go out and you're going to sell tickets to absolutely everybody. You, you, you will, will agree to do it at the Roxy. So man, I'll tell you for weeks and weeks and weeks, I'm on the computer. I'm on my phone. I'm begging people. Listen guys, it's my single release party. I please come, please come, please come, please come. Here's the tickets. I'll give you a free extra ticket here. Just make sure y'all come. Please come. You don't have to buy it from me now. Pay at the door, but bring your tickets. Say you're here to see me. Come on, please. Like for weeks I drove to North Van. I drove to I think I drove even one out to like deep abbots for almost mission area. Just just so they would, you know, here's the ticket. Come to the show. That's right. It'll be good. I promise. It'll be good. Um, I had no idea if it was going to be good or not. Was that fun? You remember going through that? It was the best. Isn't it's so crazy when you like are obsessed with what you're doing and you're super excited about it. It's incredible. How all that grunt work is so fun. It's, it was, it was so cool. It was so cool, man. I'm telling you, it was one of the most, uh, I can't even find the right word for it. It was amazing. It was such a, a cool experience. Not, not because, not, not because half of them didn't show up, but it was really cool because half of them did show up, mm-hmm. you know, and the people that I wanted to be there, you know, my friends and my family and, and everybody was there to go through that with me. And so what had happened was my first show at the Roxy um, was also they had set it up with 
JRFM. So it would be like, um, we'll play the show. We'll end with it's all good. That'll be, that'll be the last song, play the song. And then he had it. So it would, the music cut from, uh, the house music or whatever he had put it on right. As soon as I was done, instead of putting on the house music, he would go from my set sitting there. Thank you so much. I'm Jojo Mason. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys for coming. All of a sudden the radio comes on the big speakers and, um, I can't remember. I can't remember who, who it was, but they said, if you want a mix of, I think it was like, if you want a mix of, uh, uh, Brett Eldridge, no, it was like Sam Hunt and, and Darius Rucker. You got this guy. Here's his brand new debut single. It's all good. And then all of a sudden it started playing on the fucking radio while I'm still on stage packing up my stuff. The place went fucking nuts. I started weeping like a little baby. I'm crazy, man. I remember I, I came down, beelined it straight to my mother, gave her a big old hug and said, you know, thank you to everybody else. But it was one of the most surreal experiences I've ever had. And that was one of those. That was one of those moments that you'll never, I'll never forget, man. I remember the feeling. I'm going through it again right now. Now we're talking about it, man. Um, It's one of the most surreal experiences. That was probably my first big show, Mm -hmm. you know? Full band. It's my first full band show. I got pictures of that shit too, man. The people that, the bass player I was talking about played my first show with me. Really? Yeah, man. We're still playing together, which is really, really cool. Really, really cool. What's the big show you played? Uh, I played Medicine Hat, believe it or not. They on uh, Canada Day. That was probably the biggest show I've ever played. There How many was people a, were there? It was probably about sixteen thousand. Yeah, man. How fun is that, man? It was incredible. Is so it the, intimidating, first of all, walking out there. Uh, or at that time, you played enough, like a few thousand people shows that you're comfortable. You know what? It, uh, if you ask anybody that's with me before a show you'll say that I've never really gotten used to anything like that. Like I'm a, I'm a mess. I am a disaster, man. I'm not playing. I'm, I'm a, I'm a freaking mess. I, I, I start to panic. I start to sweat. I forget lyrics before I'm even on the stage of for songs. I'm going through my set. I can't remember things to say. I pace back and forth, man. I'm, I got my shots of whiskey ready to go. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fucking mess. Man. I'm a mess. Um, so I've never really gotten, over over it or used to it but i love that feeling you know that like that that little bit of panic before you're about to go on and then you go on and you rely on preparation you know the things that you the things that you practice you're going to say in between each song or some a lot of the time it just comes out how it comes out or i tell you the crowd what i'm feeling but because i talk a lot i need to have little points you know I need to have little points or else I'm just going to sit there on stage and talk to you like I'm talking to you right now, you know? Um, but no, I you never get used to it for me. I never get used to it. And if the minute I get rid of that feeling or the minute I don't have that feeling when I go play a show is the minute I'm going to quit and go find something else. Mm-hmm. Because that, I feel like if, if, I'm, if I'm that nervous and that terrified to do something and I still get up there and do it, that feeling is, again the biggest a, a huge high that you can't replicate any other way is it still terrified though or yeah. is it excitement it's 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 both it's terrifying but i'm confident enough in myself now that i've done it enough times that like it's more like instead of oh shit it's more like hell yeah <laughs> let's go we about to get 
<laughs> okay, we're good. Okay, let's go. You know, like it's it's a it's a very mixed for me. Um, I love it, man. There's no how do you how do you settle those nerves down? Get on stage. Yeah. That's the only way. Do you drink before shows? No, zero. Don't, don't drink. Don't eat. I have a shot of whiskey right before I go on. Just one shot, maybe one. <laughs> Dependent. De- don't tell nobody, Carl. You have a go-to whiskey? Ah, uh, Jameson's. Just classic, eh? Classic. Yeah. Keep it, keep it easy, you know? It, or, shit, we did JD for a long time. Having shots of JD is not good. I remember uh, Danger. that Luke Combs concert I went to last yeah. April. The guy loves his whiskey, doesn't he? Everyone in the band has a red solo cup. Yep. That after every song, they're taking a hit, putting it back on the ground. Yeah. Halfway through the show... One of their, I guess, crew guys comes back, <laughs> comes on with a full 60 of JD yeah. and just basically fills up all oh, the yeah. guys' cups. Amazing. I've never, I've never seen Luke Combs do a show without a bread solo cup in his hand yeah, always. Or, or a guitar, bread solo cup or guitar. Mm-hmm. He's playing the guitar. He's got a solo cup over here. Yeah. And the guy's always gong it. He's always drinking. He's always like, he's uh, from what I hear, he's just the, the, like the nicest, sweetest teddy bear, but loves his music and takes it very seriously. ridiculous voice man the talent I can't get enough of this guy the talent yeah and you know what i love here's the thing for me i worry so much about my my image i've always have since i was little man i've always worried about my image and what what i look like and, and am i too fat like i'm i'm i'm, I'm pushing heavy weight right now not f- at the gym but like <laughs> physically pushing like i'm weight that i'm not i'm not happy but i'm working it's a constant work in progress of course um, but I'm constantly not comfortable with what I've been. And what I see when I hear him is, is hope for me, for people like myself, like you, you're, you're allowed to be, look a certain way and still be successful. You know, you're allowed to look a certain way and still be successful. Luke Combs isn't a skinny, a skinny man by any means. But what I love about him is that he lets his voice do the talking. He's so talented when he sings. He opened his mouth and you have no choice but to focus and to listen to what he's saying. And that's one of the things I love about him. And that's as an artist, that's what you want. You don't want to worry about all the little things. You don't want to worry about confidence. Confidence is it. it, He exudes confidence. But same as like, even though Chris Stapleton is like subtle, he's a big dude. But when he's singing, so confident, right? He's a pretty soft-spoken yeah, dude in totally. interviews and stuff like that. Totally. Heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah. and he's like, chill. Yeah, man. Like, not allowed. Do you know much about Chris Stapleton? His, like, background? Yeah. No. not. I don't know too much either. I just know that he he was a songwriter before, right? All he did mm-hmm. was write songs. All yeah, he wanted yeah. to do was write songs. And and um, you've heard the song Drink a Beer by Luke Bryan. He does the Bee Gees for that, the background vocals for that. If if you listen mm-hmm. if you listen closely you can hear him in the background. He wrote that song with Luke. So I didn't know the, that. Okay, the guy's a massive song. That's all he wanted to do. The people that he was writing for, I guess, like kind of like, dude, you're you're a fucking star. You you have the voice of an angel. You're way better than Fergie and Jesus combined. <laughs> like you got to do. You look you look a little like the part. Was that you know? a shot at Will Ferrell? I love Will Ferrell, so no, it was more just like an homage. At his singing voice, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Um, but but he, so he he got kind of pushed into being an artist, and the year that he did, oh my god, he won. Uh, I think he released the album. He won album of the year. He won uh, up Tennessee and Whiskey. of the year. Did that win a single of the year? 
Probably. Yeah. If it didn't, I would be shocked. That was such a good song. Smash. But he's, uh, he's a, he, all he wants to do is just sit in his little, nice little humble abode that's chilling on the farm or in the yeah. country and, and, and hunting right. fish. And that literally, that's him. That's what he, that, from what I hear anyways, that's all he does is, is live a very, very simple life. Another thing I love about him is that his wife does musical things with him too. He, she, she sings all the, the, the Bee Gees for that entire album, his debut album. I know. I've seen her on stage at award shows and stuff. Award shows, dude. I went and saw Chris Stapleton live at, at Rogers. She was there singing the, all the harmonies, everything. She's incredible. And the two of them together is just power. Yeah. Cool. Just so dope, man. Who inspires you? Right now? Yeah. You mentioned you like Brad Paisley, like I history do. of Brad Paisley. Yeah. Um, Brad Paisley will always, he's, he's always, that's my guy. He's always, he's always. Um, but right now the, the guys coming up, um, that really inspire me are, are guys like, um, like Mitchell, like Mitchell Tenpenny and, and, um, God, who else? Right. Kane and Kane Brown too. You know, I don't know if you heard of a guy named Jimmy Allen. He's another brother coming up. Um, the name sounds familiar. Give I don't know. I can't name a song. Shot. Give you my last, my last shot. I think this was his singles called. Okay. Um, but that went number one in the States too. And he's another black guy pumping out number ones. And it's just like stuff like that. Again, best song wins. And that song is a smash. Just nice that now, you know, I can kind of relate to him as, as he is what he is. He, he looks like what he looks like. And he, he brother looks like me, <laughs> you know? Um, so to have influences like that is great. Thomas Rhett. The guy, not the best man, the most humble, the nicest, the sweetest. And this is just from what I hear, of course, right? I've never met the guy. Um, but he puts out hit after hit after hit after hit. And I have fought, I I fell in love. Not only the way his music touches and reaches people, but the way he treats his wife, the way he treats his family, the way he, the way he interacts with his fans, the guys, the guys are uh, an absolute legend. Same with Kane Brown. Same with, um, I'll always be a fan of Zach Brown, of course, because that's, <laughs> they kind of helped get my start in, you know, country music. But, um, it, it, any, but the guys are, are hustling right now. And it's such a saturated market with people trying to make it. Um, and so much talent that it's, it's, you know, it's it's very still a very slim chance for anybody, any of us trying to trying to get into it. However, it's a dream, and, and we're going to continue to pursue. I am by seeing the success from all these guys, Mitchell, um, Dallas, Ch- even Chad Chad Brownlee too. That's my I love Chad Brownlee. That's my guy. He he's he, a BC guy, right? That's right. Abbotsford, Langley, uh, Camloops. Oh, is he Camloops? Okay. I think he grew up in Camloops. Um, lived in Langley. Now he lives in on an island somewhere. I That's think. gonna be a wicked concert, hey? Chad and, and Dallas and, and Dallas oh, and Dean in October Dean, and Brody and Dean yes. Brody too. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable! Those like the three heaviest hitters in Canadian country music right now. Like, yeah. come on, you know. Cariana, come with me. Yes, Flav's playing. Flav is playing. Is he? For who? Oh, for Dallas, Dallas Smith. Dallas. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Do you still so, go to concerts? I love concerts, dude. I absolutely love concerts. I can you name your favorite country concert or who's the best live in country music that you've been just, to that you've or just seen in live. general? Let's say country. 
one of the best Tim Hicks. Mm, okay, I haven't seen him. You need to. Yeah. You need to. The guy, he's he's got such a presence on stage. Um, I've been lucky enough too. Some of the festivals that I've that I've managed to play, I'll stay till the end of the day. Like I'll have an earlier slot and I'll stay to the end of the day, so I get to watch. I got to see Blake Shelton on stage, which was super cool. He was making jo- He was, I think it was in Cavendish. He was making jokes about how you know, uh, like if there was a thunderstorm or something that wouldn't let planes go to PEI, so he had to miss it two years ago or something like that. And he's like, I know you guys probably wouldn't want me back, but. I figured I'd come and do it anyways. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's so good on stage. Um, for me, when I go watch a show, I'm now not just going to watch the song or to watch this guy or to watch, you know, performance, right? I'm watching the performance and I'm taking it all in. I'm not, I'm, I'm analyzing everything. I'm analyzing all the moves that they're making on the stage. What's kind of working. One of the coolest shows I saw was uh, Chris Lane and Florida Georgia line. And where, where's that? At Rogers. Did Chris Lane open? Chris Lane open. This is like a year and a half ago? This is about a year and a half ago. I went to that show. And I didn't know Chris Lane opened. He, nobody knew Chris Maybe Lane. I, met, I know. I fucking love him now. Same. And that's this power of a song. You get an opportunity and, and Chris Lane jumped on it. He's got yeah. he's got the likability factor. He's a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts out banger after banger and and you know, it, it works. So to see to see how to see Chris Lane come out in uh what was it? What do you call it? A cardigan? What's the, the thing? <laughs> the guy came out in a, a cardigan with some blue jeans and, a, and some Tim's on or something like that. I was like, damn, dude, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Killed it, man. Slate. He was playing Backstreet Boys. He was playing and did a whole mashup of songs like the ta- it was like 25 minutes of just pure fire from Chris Lane. That's so, so funny. Totally. Because I remember the guy before playing Backstreet Boys, but I did not know it was Chris, Chris Lane. Was Chris Lane. So Chris Lane comes out in his outfit and whatever, and he kills it. And then FGL comes out and, and, and. FGL is good. Like, like they're like seasoned vets. Those guys. Totally. Right? They know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing and they're mm-hmm. good at it. There's a difference between knowing what you're doing and, you know, having some experience and then being really, And they have really some great good. music too. Cruise, great songs. Come on, there's so many, man. Everything, even that album, that Dig Your Roots album, fire, super good, really, really good. They put out one song called Simple, S I M P L S M P L. Whatever you spell, simple. Um, and and for me, I'm listening to that song and I'm like, that song is the worst. I hate that song because I'm such a big fan. Um, I know all their songs and all the words. I'm like. For the entire song, all you're doing is spelling simple. Here's the, the turnaround to that is for weeks, all I was spelling was fucking simple. Yeah. All I'm singing in my head every time I go to bed, I'm singing the damn song. So I can't hate it that much. You know what I mean? I must love the song for weeks. I was, I was singing that damn song. So these guys put out, I don't know, these guys put out fire. So they, I don't know, influences, man, they're dope. FGO, Chris Lane, best show I've ever seen. I think country wise, Chris Lane, Chris Lane, and and, and, and FGO, yeah, and FGO. I gotta have FGO. If it was just Chris Lane, I've seen maybe not so much. Have you but. seen uh, Eric Church live? Never seen, uh, never seen the Chief. Seen him twice. I heard he was so good, so good. I heard he so sounds. He came to Rogers. Damn, I can't remember. Damn. This was maybe two, two and a half years ago. Mm. He's at Rogers. Show starts at eight o'clock. Yeah, zero openers. Comes on at eight. Plays till 1230. Shut up. I'm not joking. Four hours? 
longer than four hours. I'm t- dude. I'm tired after 90 minutes, man. I know. At like 11 o'clock. <laughs> at 11 o'clock, he what? like he. Just, but he just has so much good music that he can just keep going. Totally. Right? You know, 11 o'clock. He just he he's like he finishes the song. People are clapping. Quiet sound. He's like. Usually in between songs, he would just like engage with the crowd, talk to people. <laughs> All he, there's like this awkward pause, and he's like. You guys want me to keep going? <laughs> and people obviously Come start cheering. On. And he plays for another hour and a half. Like, Insane. And then he was at Sunfest last year, which I saw I heard again. He was so sick at Sunfest. So good, I heard man. He was so good. That's that's the chief, though, right? And he never always he didn't always have it that good. You know, apparently his his struggle was that because he was different, so different. In country music, he was getting shit on all left, right, and center. Nobody gave him a shot. Nobody gave him a shot. Nobody gave him a shot. Really? Finally, finally, somebody took a chance on him, and one song hit, and then the next song hit, and then the next song hit again. And it was like, that's where he got this, like, this badass image. He wears the glasses and the leather jacket. and thing. That's, Does he always wear the glasses? I hope so. <laughs> I know. I, know, I feel like if I meet him, I wouldn't want him any other way. Yeah. You know? Because that's the Eric Church I've, fell, I've fallen in love with. I've, I've learned to know. I learned to grew to know, you know? So I hope not, but it's cool, man. It's cool. It's so I would love to see the chief. I want to call him the king. What are you up to this year? What am I up to? 2019. What does 2019 look for Jojo Mason and the squad? Jojo Mason and the squad. What does it look like? It looks good. It looks good, man. Any day I get to... Shows? You're not doing festivals this year. I'm doing, doing, I'm doing, I'm doing a few. Yeah. I'm doing a few festivals this year. Not, not any of the, the major ones. We're going to hit the secondary markets and try to build... Uh, the fan, the fan base, um, you know, continue to continue to build the fan base from from, you know, the smaller markets uh, as opposed to the bigger ones. And then next year, hopefully we can get on some of uh, some of the bigger ones. But for me, man, I just want to keep putting out good music. I just want to keep putting out music that I love, music that I've fallen for. And and uh, hopefully everybody else does. too. I just want to, That's just that's all I want. I just want to work. I want to play. I want to play songs. I want to play shows. I want to put out music. That's my thing, man. Have you released your, uh, that's why you're not, not saying yet. anything, you bastard. Not yet. Uh, that's not why. Yet. Boy, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Trying Soon to get though. some dates. I want to hear Listen, know where man, you're playing. I told you. I told you're going to play sing. in BC though. Yeah. You know what? I yeah, I will tell you. I am playing. Like Greater Vancouver? Do you know where the Red Truck, you yeah. know the Red Truck series? The Outdoor Festival? I'm playing the Outdoor Festival this year. Unreal. Yeah, man. That's a good time, man. Hometown show, which will be dope. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. It'll be right. okay. I've, only, I've never been. I've heard good things, and I love their beer. Uh, so that's good news. Apparently, there's lots of that there, which is good. Um, I think they just announced their dates. July 20, man, is the date I'm playing. Oh, so you're allowed, allowed to give me July, some dates. July 20. That's the only local one, I think. Okay, sweet. You write that down, man. You better show up, too. I'm getting tickets tonight. <laughs> you better, they're selling out, too. I know. It's hard to get tickets to those things. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, know what the capacity is there. I don't know. 2,000, maybe? Something me, like that? Let me know if, if you got it's issues. Like parking lot party. I'm playing, the, I'm playing the show, so hopefully I can pull some strings. Kick my fiance out. and You, you and Carl, you and yeah. the beard can come. Carl's not a country music fan. I want to get into it. I got a list here of a couple guys now. Ooh, this is great. Carl wants to get in country movie, music. Give him one JoJo Mason song to start with. To start with? Yeah. yeah. Shit. Oh, man. You give him one JoJo Mason song to start with. Well, literally, okay. Oh, snap. It's Put All Good does not have the viewership on Spotify. Probably, <laughs> maybe because Spotify was like not as. That's right. Four years ago, man, Spotify was. Was it even a thing? Completely different. 
Yeah. It's very different. So future has the most views. I was checking you out today. It's all good. It's so a those two? fucking jam. Especially yeah. in the summer, sunny day, partio or uh patio party. It's all good. You know what? You're man? gonna you're gonna love that song. Fuck right. You know what? I'm playing it right play now. Play it. <laughs> well, here's here's the you play it, you play it and you see the beginning stages of JoJo, of Jojo Mason, and, and then you play future <laughs> next to it and you, you get to see the kind of the progression from what it's kind of progressed to, right? Oh boy. There it goes. It's so good, man. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting on the beach right now? With a cold beer? Hey, while you guys do this, can I go pee? Yeah, go real quick. <laughs> Be right back. Upstairs. First door on the left. Apparently we're taking a quick little uh, commercial break here. <laughs> Play the future song. Okay. But today we... You gotta hear the chorus though. Here's the chorus. Feels good. Do it again. Put another long work week in the books. So, babe, it's all good. It's much better when you listen to this without me singing in the background. JoJo's a little bit better of a vocalist than I am. Uh, future? This is Future. So, this is one of his newer songs? Yeah, this has uh, 1.35 million views. Bumping on Spotify? Yeah. There's a big difference. What do you think? Pretty good, pretty catchy. So who are who are your top three country musicians? Uh, Jojo Mason. Yeah, number one. Honestly, I think Jojo is on the verge of uh, something big. I think, honestly, without him here, he's not going to hear this. I just think he, his sound is very unique. And like the songs that he's sung, I just think he lacks exposure. I think his stuff is as good or better than a lot of the big people in the States. It's just small town Canadian kid. Right. It's always hard to get out of this. Like yeah. the sound is, is legit. It's really, really good. Um, top people for me goes through waves. Uh, Luke Combs and Kane Brown are at the top right now. Always a big Eric church fan. Probably in the last five years, if I were to summarize the last five years, Florida Georgia line really eh? was up there. Yeah. yeah. Seen them live. Where did you, where did you see them? Rogers. Rogers. Okay. At that concert right, right, Rogers was talking about. He's so good. And Chris Lane? Chris Lane is new. Chris Lane so is you had young. no idea who he was. I didn't know who he was at the time, and that concert was maybe two years ago. Yeah. And now he just blew up? Yeah. Losing sleep? Losing sleep, Chris Lane? Chris Young. Huh? Losing sleep. Yeah. Chris Young. Oh, that's right. Chris Young is one of my favorites. There's a lot of Chris's. I know. He's a good... Chris Young, man. Honestly... 
one of probably one of the best voices in music period you know he's good god the things he can do like the agility stuff that he can do with his voice his little runs that he can do is just <sighs> jealous car what do you think of uh it's all good fire what do you think of future good it's good stuff there is a big difference like you said there's Massive, a huge change yeah. yeah for me i like to look at it as growth you know you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again but that shit is good but it's good it's four years old or whatever number it is yeah baby still my it's a summer jam appreciate it. crushes it i appreciate that anything, anything else you can tell us about 2019 or is that all is that it we got the EP coming out this year. Uh, five new songs on it. One of them you will hear if you come to the Red Truck series. Yeah. Hey. Um, and it'll be out May 21, too. So you'll be able to hear it then, too. Who else is playing at Red Truck with you? Do you know? Devin Dawson. Okay. Do you know who Devin Dawson yeah. is? Uh, Devin's playing uh, the matinee. The matinee are playing. They're not country. They're uh, more know. like uh, alternative or folk. I know some of the guys I played some shows with some of the guys. Awesome. Such a good time. So talented. Awesome. So that's going to be a sick show. What else can I tell you about 2019? I guess it, man. We got new music coming out. We got shows all over the damn place and, and follow my social media to stay up to date, man. Constantly updating. What's your social? Jojo Mason music. That's it, baby. Beauty. That's What's it, the man. big Jojo Mason dream? I want to hear. I want to hear this. This is crazy shit. Like you want to win Grammys. Like what? Let's hear this shit. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to. I, I want to take over the world, man. Yeah. I want to take over the world. I, I don't want. I don't want to just. You know. Just be. You know a. a, a couple of hits in canada or a couple of songs in canada and then that's kind of it and then you know i want i want to be able to okay here's here's a better way to put it okay i want to be able to pay my bills from music for the rest of my life now whatever that looks like um is just kind of is what it is for me i want to I want to take over, man. I want to, I want to do all kinds of different things. I want to collaborate with so many different kinds of people. And that's what I love about country music is that it's so, um, it's so accepting and so willing to, to try new things. What I found incredible was when, uh, Tim McGraw and Nelly, Tim McGraw and Nelly did a song, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then, and then Nelly and Florida Georgia line did a song. And there was that, there was that crossover and that was what kind of pioneered the whole country music, except, uh, rap music. Now they accept, um, uh, pop music. There's country pop. Now there's bro country. There's rap country. There's rock country. There's every kind of country music subgenre you could think of, but there's something for everybody. And, and so for me, I want to do it all, man. I want to try a, I want to try a slow ballad song. I want to try a, you know, a rock song, more, you know, more heavy guitars. I want to try that. I want to, I want to add some rap in my, in my music, mostly because I do no diggity on stage. So if y'all come to the show, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all come hang out. Y'all see that. Um, but I, I want, I want to be what I want to do. My, my main goal is to, uh, is, is to bridge, bridge the gap between soul music and country music. I want to do country soul music. That's my thing. And I feel like that would be uh, kind of a lane that I kind of fit in. 
um, or am at least starting to go towards. I want to take over, man. I, I want. I got. I got things to do. I got people to give music to or something. I don't know. I just want to do this for the rest of my life, man. I feel so lucky that I get to do this and had a, a chat with the wife the other day. It was like, I get, I'm doing fine. You know, how start, much fun are you having on a scale of one to 10? Yeah. It varies. <laughs> it, just, just like any job though. Right. Yeah. There's so many, there's, it, there's so much good that comes with so much learning and so many, so many, different obstacles, uh, not even obstacles, just so many different opportunities and, and situations that get put in your, in, in your path in this business. And, and I've seen it from, from the craziest, the, the craziest shit that you hear uh, on the, you know, on TVs and documentaries and stuff. It's all true, man. It's all real. A lot of it is real. However, they get to be, you know, they, they, tr- maybe they trusted the wrong person or they did the wrong thing at the wrong time or something like that. But the, the, the horror stories, Horror stories are real. They're very, very real. I haven't personally experienced any of the horror stories yet. Um, knock on wood, of course. Um, but man, if I if I could just if I could just do music for the rest of my life, I would love that. Whatever that whatever that may be, whatever that may look like, I want. I love this industry. I found something that I'm good at. I found something that I'm passionate about. And and um, how much fun am I having? It varies. Just like anything else in life, man, it varies. <laughs> How much fun do you think the 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 Toronto Maple Leafs are are having when they're going home after the loss to Boston tonight? All I know is that when I go to country music festivals, like I will be at next week at Stagecoach, yeah, I fucking love my life. Yeah, they're dude. so much fun. Hundred percent, man. There's they're better than other genres, and I'm extremely I, biased, and I'm okay. I'm okay admitting that. Yeah, but they're better. I think. <laughs> The, the shows and the production too help a lot now too. Totally. There's such a cross, like a cross. The people, and, usually the people at country festivals, the they're best, drunk, man. they're hammered, but they're the best, but they're nice people. Nobody is there to have a bad time. Totally. And that's what I love about country music is, uh, any room you walk into, nobody's in there to have a bad time. Everybody's in there to, to, again, like I told you, man, from what I told you from the beginning, everybody's in there for out there for each other. Everybody's looking out for each other. And that's one of the things I love about country music, especially in Canada is that everybody just loves everybody and everybody supports everybody. And as competitive as it is, you know, we're still, we're still holding each other up, you know? So country music, man. How, okay. Let let me answer that question. How much fun am I having? I I would say, man, a consistent nine. (laughs) There's some days where it's like a, a one, but those are my own mental days, right? Those are my, everybody, everybody got the up and down. Everybody, everybody goes through it. Totally. Um, so those are the days when I'm not having a lot of fun, but the day I get, the minute I get to, I wake up in the morning, man, my days, my days are great. I get to work on my craft. I get to better something that I, you know, better, better the thing that I've found that I'm so, that I love and I'm passionate about, you know, I get to better myself. I get to better my craft for a living, man. That's dope. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? That's the <clears> thing, man. If it was easy, if there was a formula, if there was a guideline, everybody would do it. Mm-hmm. You got to be, you got to, you got to do your own thing and believe in your own thing. I'm a big fan, man. Thanks, I'm looking bro. forward to seeing what's next. Thank looking you. forward to hearing this new single that's mysteriously coming out in May, <laughs> sometime in May. Check it out. Uh, Jojo Mason on Instagram. Uh, I'll be there on July 20th. My man. man. 
You let me know when you come down. I'm excited. Yeah, dude. Red Truck. Hit up uh, Red Truck. What is it called? Concert Series? Uh, yeah, the Red Truck Concert Series. July 20th? Yeah. July 20, baby. Beauty. Come on. Thanks for coming on the show, <laughs> Thanks, man. It's man. great to catch up. Dude. It's good to see you. So good. Thanks, bro. Good night, guys. Thanks for listening.